All right, you want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. Hey, hey, Hi. how's it going, listeners? My name is Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tommy. Hi. <laughs> and uh, this is No Such Thing as Art. Yep. Um, we are here back in Tommy's basement to uh, rec- uh, give you another episode from our sweet teats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's new, Ross? What, what, uh, what do you get? What do you got to talk about today? Um, we we just did a fun show in the UP actually, um, and uh, it was it was really cool. It was at this venue. Uh, it was actually venue nine oh six is the name of it. It was in uh, Kingsford. Hey, nice um, job having that ready to go. By yeah, the way, yeah, ready to go. That's what. <laughs> so prepped. <laughs> so prepped. <laughs> the preppedness. Oh man, just amazingly prepped. Like the best um, prep. <laughs> so, so at this venue, nine oh six, it was fun. We had to go and perform. It was uh, Hayden. Actually, we just had him on the last episode. Yeah. Hayden Fredrickson. Um, Jim Barry was the one to put the show on. He was not on it though. Um, but it was uh, Hayden. Was he at the attic? Uh, he no, no, he wasn't. He was headlining at uh, Skyline. Oh, that's not right. Headlining. Featuring was, right. Um, or, uh, hosting. Hosting. Okay. At Skyline for the weekend. That's right. Uh, um, for for a pretty big bigger name, right? Who's the who's that? Who? I couldn't tell you. Oh offhand. man. Yeah. Um, so not yeah. that prepped. That's so prepped. <laughs> <laughs> it's so prepped. So prepped. But really, it, it like attests though to like. The fact that like how many like different showcases are happening. Yeah, like, it's, it's cool to see like uh, the active uh, members of the comedy community in this area just having so many different events that they're not all booked on one event. You know. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely cool to see that ex- uh, expansion. Well, the and fact outreach. that like so so Jim's ho- like hosting this event, like he's the one that set it up, but he's at Skyline, and then I. I set up through through uh, what we set up through uh, uh, no such thing as art. Right, the showcase at the attic, um, comedy in the attic. Uh, that that sounds like that went pretty well. That was the first one that we've sponsored as no such thing as art. Yeah, and um, it, it just went great. Yeah, had a really good turnout. Um, really good turnout. Uh, so the people that were on that show, I'm gonna just run through them real quick. Uh, Adam Whitney hosted that one. Alex Morris was also on it. Uh, Cody Krapadlowski, my cousin. And Matt Miller traveled up from Illinois to uh, to be oh, part of yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, very cool. And Did you say his last name so was Krapalowski? Krapalowski. I was yep. going to say, dude, that dude was born into comedy. Was, <laughs> his last <laughs> name was Krapalowski. <laughs> I apologize if I have hurt anyone's feelings. No, no. he <laughs> Not in the comedy world. <laughs> no, definitely uh, You know, I, I got to just comment on that. The, the comedy world in this uh, the Fox Cities is, is, is super tight-knit, and I don't think a lot of people kind of talk about that as much as uh y'all are talking about it right yeah, now yeah and uh i know a few friends and stuff and it, it you know it's a it's a bold thing to walk out on a stage with nothing but a microphone and the expectation to make everyone laugh yeah and knowing that you might not do it it's yeah. still doing it anyway yeah, yeah. well it's still picking yourself up after and here's the thing i'll show up with my guitar i'll play a song people just clap anyway right even yeah. if right, they right. don't like it yep they're just like okay i still have to do it and so I just uh, I just wanted to comment on on how cool that that community is becoming in this oh, area. It's, it's so cool to be part of it, and like I like 
I agree with you on the music. It's fun because uh, I actually I do musical comedy. So when I when I chime in, like I call it my cheat code, my my Grand Theft Auto. I start out with all my weapons, <laughs> but uh, definitely uh, get a chance to uh, have a little bit of a leg up when I started doing comedy because of the musical realm and commanding a room is uh, is quite interesting. Uh, we we can go into that a little bit more. Why don't we? Uh, I'll I'll finish my story real quick about the UP. We'll crack this beer and then we'll introduce our guests. So yeah, the UP on good. the way back mm, was actually beer. fun, but the everyone who was on that show was it started out with Chuck Charles was the host, and then um, Hayden got up, uh, and then I I was uh, in the middle, and then J- Jack Hazley, uh, who the previous guest we've had yeah, on, yeah. and then Chris Schmidt out of Milwaukee got up. Everyone did great. It was a room of about. 200 people awesome very great, cool great laughers they had an open mic ahead of time that was really awesome that it was interesting to have the open mic but uh um it definitely set us up to know where the crowd was going to go with everything but the, on the trip it's, it's kind of like a fluffer a little bit yeah. so like we had like uh we had this this old lady got up and told a few google it jokes. <laughs> But uh, this old lady got up and told a few dirty jokes, and it was funny as hell <laughs> because it told us right away the room wanted like they were older room, but they wanted to hear dirty jokes. Yeah, so that set us up right away. Like, all right, it's kind of cool, cool too, like light. for you guys to read to read the room based off of uh, a variety of people at an open mic, and then be able to go up and like yeah expect so, or have a better understanding understanding of what the room. So like. once you read the room, did you adjust anything that you were about to do that evening? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I have a pretty set like thing. That I try to I, I try to appeal to all age ranges and like certain things that I do tend to like. I, it all depends on the crowd. Like when I talk about my kids, though, that always tends to do well uh, oh, yeah. with any any list any uh, crowds. But um, there's certain things like Tinder date. I do a song about Tinder date, <laughs> and that can be a little bit uh, different when you look at uh, <laughs> like an older crowd because yeah. they might they might not exactly know what the hell Tinder yeah. is. But honestly. Most people do, and like some of these older crowds, like I, they're just pretending they don't. Yeah, well, they, uh, they they actually like get they're a kick of shit, out man. of like <laughs> when you when you pick like the oldest couple out in the crowd, and you're like, oh, you guys must be on a Tinder date tonight, right? And they like blow. Oh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's funny, but um, no, it's it's a lot of fun uh, doing that. Um, this crowd was a fun crowd to work with, and uh, they were great. It was hard to leave, and when we did leave, we had the whole trek to get back to the valley here. My girlfriend, thank you very much, Rachel, for putting up with all the comics in the car at once. Not just like just, not just for the show, but just, like uh, um, more often than not, she's putting up with it. Just yeah, with, for, with an abundance of, like, of ridiculous uh, grown men. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's she's a saint. She, yeah, really. she's definitely uh, got a high tolerance for yeah, ridiculousness. No, and I think she's she's right there with us. I think with the same humor. So <laughs> I think that's where she appreciates some of that, and I, I'm so grateful. But um, anyway, she's hauling us back, and we end up getting pulled over on the way back. And uh, most Sweet. of us are, yes, <laughs> that was fun. Um, and uh, going to the UP, we uh, we had our fun and uh, made, made a couple local stops. Let's just, <laughs> just keep it at that. Yeah. And uh, so most of us at being pulled over by a police officer was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we ended up we ended up. Uh, um, we were right outside of Green Bay, and I uh, got pulled over and talked a little bit to the police officer when he came to the. He was just wondering, like it was a little, little, little before one o'clock in the morning. Wanted to know kind of why we were out and about, and my girlfriend's like, oh, "I'm just 
you know, carting around these clowns. They just did a comedy show in the UP. And uh, the cops say, oh, really? Oh, he goes, I, I want to hear a joke. I like coffee and donuts. Um, <laughs> You're like, and, yeah, we know. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna head back right now uh, t- and uh, type up some stuff, look up the plates, and uh, I'll be right back. But I expect a good joke by the time I get there. Like, yeah, yeah, we can. So you guys you know, joke your way out of the Yeah, <laughs> so like, as, soon as, as soon as he walks away, like Hayden's all like, we need to write a fucking joke right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right, cool, man. All right, so, so, it's like so, the equivalent of crying yourself out of it, yeah, only you laughed um, yourself out of it. Yeah. Yep. So like, so right away, like Jack, that who's the, the pretty witty joke writer of the group, and very like quick witted, so he's able to think fast. He uh, he goes, yo, I would do a knock knock joke, knock knock. Who's there? Uh, donuts. Uh, donuts who? Donut. Oh no, don't donut. Donut who? Do not give us a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's the simplest it's, things that yeah. work, man. Oh, dude. So, like, the, the joke's solid. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm the one in the front seat that he's already, like, come to up in the passenger window because we're on the highway. So he came up to the passenger window to talk to us. I got mine rolled down. So I'm the one that's going to have to deliver this. And these guys, I'm in a car full of comedians. And they're, they're all like, oh, do you, you need to practice it, Ross? And I'm like, I, I do it. And they're like, all right, we got it, you got it, you know? And then, of course, as soon as the police officer comes up to the window, like, I'm like, do not. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not do not. Don't, don't <laughs> not. Don't not. Don't not. <laughs> just slaughtering it. And, like, freaking, the guy. all of a sudden the cop's like, what do you guys work at the cheese factory? He just starts ripping on us and being a bunch of hacks and stuff. Oh, jeez. But, like, was being goofy about it. You know, I, and, I have uh, customized the joke and then, Knock knock, who's there? Donut, donut, who? Fuck twelve or a cab. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like my brain just wouldn't have given me a choice. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so like, it was it was fun. The guy he laughed though, and he he said, uh, you know, have a good night. And, yeah, so here's the real question. Did he give you a warning or a ticket? Well, so he gave us a warning originally, and after we told the joke, he's like, all right, give me that back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's like, I, I was too easy on you. And- so you guys got your work cut out for <laughs> <So> you. <laughs> No, he's but like, uh, this is your court date. If you can come in and tell a better joke at that point, <laughs> I'll be willing to drop all the charges. Yeah. That joke was so bad, I'm, I'm issuing a citation. <laughs> I'm going to have to take one of you <laughs> downtown. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and he's I like, mean, quick, give me your least funniest guy. Right. <laughs> Which would have been me. <laughs> no, but uh, that, it was it was a fun fun show, fun trip back. We had yeah, a story sounds now, eventful. And, um, you should buy a dash cam for your next, I uh, know, right? Just to watch. Next, uh, comedy excursion. I'm pretty sure you can just buy the footage <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just hit him up <laughs> you get the case number you can buy it from it's probably like 25 cents there you, you can go. hear how much of the conversations in our car they can actually <laughs> hear, like with their equipment <laughs> all right let's crack open a freaking yeah beer, yeah huh? let's get into the beer and into the show huh? all right um we have here um from lion's tail that's what we're doing today um yes it's mm. called days like this and honestly this day is a beautiful day, so yeah, it's nice it seems today. appropriate. It uh, it's a dark-aged Irish red. Oak-aged. Oak-aged. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oak-aged Irish red. I can read. Um, 5.1% alcohol by volume. Let's, uh, let's crack this bad boy open and uh, see what we got here. That was weak. That was terrible. You, you try it. You, you try yours. it, man. All right, hold on. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I want to read the side of the can. It says... <laughs> Lion's Tail is an award-winning 10-barrel electric brewery and taproom in downtown Nina. 
We craft 30-plus new beer styles every year, uh, from easy-drinking lagers to fruited slushies, hazies, IPAs, mixed-culture aged sours, barrel-aged stouts, and many flavors uh, bring you an interesting, well-balanced beers with big flavor. Cheers. Cheers. So that's, uh, that's the lion's tail. All right, let's see if I got this. Oh, dude, yeah. that was fire. Right. That was fire. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, dude, I'm sorry. If there was a competition, you lost, bud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just got crushed. I just got crushed. It was It was very... Did you hear that last one? The follow-through follow on that was pretty... Dude, they fake that in commercials, and he I just know, did he it just in real life. Real life. You just got cracked. Yeah. <laughs> we had to go and think since uh, we've had McFleshman's on and stuff about the whole... Uh, Opening up the cans. Yeah, uh, Alex has the best format. Oh yeah, there. he definitely. I uh, we we got a we had a handful of good sound bites off of him, but um, that's yeah, where no, that's where I took my inspiration from. I will tell you, uh, as a person who's been to McFleshman's as a performer multiple times and as a patron, what a great establishment filled with great employees. Yeah, oh, the great making great sleep. beer with a proper purpose, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, they're in it for pride and passion. Yeah. They, it's definitely uh, it's passion. For real, there's a passion over there, and uh, if you haven't been there before, listeners, get your ass over there. Yeah, yeah. stop selling the yourself fucking short, and get your ass over to a place that people give a fuck about you. Right, and, and it's part of the community. It's a you know great way to support local business. No, and I think they like they, they're really supportive of us as well, which I think is very cool. But this uh, this beer smells delicious. Yeah, it doesn't. It it looks like uh, like a cream soda almost. Yeah. It looks like root beer. Yeah. It tastes like heaven. It smells like a rainy day to me, honestly, though. Like a kind of like a, a like a before a rain yeah. happens. Yeah. Like I don't know why that's the scent I'm getting off of it, but that's just what I'm going with here. It's, it's very bubbly. Yeah, it's crisp. It's look definitely at crisp. It's got that champagne look in the glass. Oh, yeah, it's very champagne. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's very picturesque. I like it. Horrible beer for a podcast because no, they can't see it. That's <laughs> how awesome that looks. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've always been a, a fan of Irish Reds, but I feel like this would pair well with like um, like chicken wings or something. You know, like it's not too heavy that it has to like stand alone. You could definitely pair it with with a meal and uh, and enjoy the enjoy it the whole way through. Yeah, and like you say, it definitely has that champagne. -y. That's what the bubbles are coming from. Yeah. It's not like, because I know like uh, like Bobby would be the first. One, oh, you got bubbles. Something ain't ain't right. Yeah. There, but, um, no, I. This is legit. You're. I think this is definitely supposed to have that carbonation. Where, and you all, can definitely talking about that carbonation. It's not like invasive either when you drink right. it. Like you can see the bubbles and they're active, like mm -hmm. in a champagne. Yeah. But when you take the drink, it's not like a sprite where no. it's like too bubbly. It's still really smooth. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a great finish. Um, like I said, it, it definitely it has enough flavor that it, it's not it's not bland, but it doesn't have to stand alone. It's not so bold that it needs yeah needs to be only that you know by itself. No, and it's definitely uh, it's it's very clear, but has that uh, like um, definitely like amberish uh, color red. to it as you look through it. But it's clear. It's got that Irish it's red not, to it. Yeah, the Irish red. <laughs> it's it's definitely not cloudy. It's very yeah. clear. Right. I will tell you, on days like this, <laughs> I would like a beer like, like this. Like this. <laughs> Boom. Whoa. <laughs> so, Lion's Tail, if you're uh, looking for an advertising partner, uh, speaking of which, it'll be a great way to introduce our guest. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> my bad. No, yeah. Um, today we got uh, a good friend of mine that I have, you know, known for a long time. Um, we've had quite an interesting uh, path through each other's lives <laughs> all the way up to here. Yeah, understatement. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have a singer, songwriter, musician, uh, Chris uh, Jordan. Yeah, man. So thanks What's for up? being here with us today, yeah, man. Thanks for having me, guys. For yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I. Um, I haven't got a chance to hear much of your stuff, but we are going to get a chance to hear some of that in the studio today. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. That'll it's... be cool. I, I got it. Uh, we actually have uh, his guitar wired up to um, to the soundboard, so it'll be fun to. Ooh, oh, that was nice. Oh. I promise it'll be better than that. That's what. <laughs> He's an abstract musician. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be avant-garde <laughs> jazz for seventy-eight <laughs> minutes, you guys. I haven't prepared anything. <laughs> and this song's just called Smooth. Yeah, this this song is called Contrast. <laughs> I call this one Dissonance. Yeah, I recommend you drink a Days Like This beer over the next 17 hours while I play this avant-garde jazz piece. <laughs> Let it get warm first to really experience the deepness of my performance. So, man, you had um, you've had a wide range of musical experiences since. Uh, since I first met you uh, up until this point. Yeah, man. Um, you want to give us a rundown? Like, uh, I know you guys, you were, um, you had the band for a while when yeah. I first met you. So, yeah, yeah, you know, like, a, who am I? Where did I come from? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, other than my mom's loins. <laughs> uh, no, musically, you know, uh, I started off in, like, a, a like a, a jam band with all my high school buddies, you know, yeah. and it uh, wasn't anything on purpose. You know, it just it happened to be in the same room and... Smell, all, yeah, smells like, smells like Teen Spirit was yeah. the first thing that you Dude, played. Dude, <laughs> like that. We played tons of Alice in Chains. Oh, we yeah, played yeah. like System of a Down, yeah. Pearl Jam, you know, yeah, all yeah. that all that stuff. And then like someone made the huge mistake of telling us that we were all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we're like, for real, dude? Straight to the Yeah, head. and so like uh, way back in the day, they're like, uh, we'll book you for a show. And so I, I we hadn't went ahead and did that, but... Um, you know, all those cover songs turned into original songs. Uh-huh. And, you know, you fast forward over the time, I played in a band called The Wandering Fools, and uh, we played for a long time. That's when I first met you. Yeah, we, were, right. we were, like, on tour. We were doing things. Yeah, and, uh, yeah you guys were definitely active when we first Active as hell, yeah. And, uh, you know, that fell apart, and uh, as things do. Right. And uh, where it's turned out to be now is, like, I'm a solo musician, and... I've worn, like you said, a lot of different uh, costumes, I guess, throughout yeah. this musical career. Um, currently, the my favorite uh, costume is the one I'm actually doing now because it feels like the most honest. Yeah. Um, just me and my guitar and my life on paper. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, And all the stuff beforehand led up to this, and that was all really, really great, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But, you know, all of that wasn't as honest as I am with my music now, yeah. talking about real life situations and like you know overcoming hurdles and dealing with you know front facing your mental health issues and uh, you know dealing with things and my current musical venture is actually just direct tackling that. Wow, really? And uh, it's that's my counselor, man. You yeah. know, like that's oh, yeah. my that's my. That's my therapy. Yep, and I feel that. Yeah, it's not a substitute for anything for real. Like, So I still talk about my feelings to real people, but yeah. the music has become more honest, and that journey is is something I'm super proud of. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah. It's really cool to 
to get yourself to a point like that because then not only does it become the your therapy or therapist but uh it it, it imp- it gets employed as therapy for other people, you know. Well, and that's yeah. People hear that genuineness, like people hear that connection you have to that song. Like when I sing that song about taking a shit at work, they really can <laughs> they, tell. Like this I've been there. Does this. <laughs> I had some acidic diarrhea Man, earlier today, <laughs> and I didn't know why. I didn't eat Taco Bell yesterday. I ate a salad. So what the fuck, you know? Like. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, that that identification is what it's all about. You know, you you, you bring it to stand up comedy, but like when you tell a joke that people really, everyone's taking a stinky shit that burned their asshole, dude. <laughs> yeah. So when you tell that joke, it's not only funny, it's related, but it's real, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, right. So when I tell that, you know that that song, and I sing that song about you know crying in a bathroom or in the corner of some uh, hotel room. It's also identifiable as that stinky shit that burned your butthole. <laughs> yeah, <it's> what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the same. It's like you know, yeah, like I one mean, makes you laugh, one makes you cry. Actually, I think both can make you cry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. That's hilarious. No, um, you know it was really cool. Last summer at Milo Music, you know, we were both very fortunate enough to, to participate in that. But it was really cool because I'd been trying all weekend to come and catch your set, and uh, I was able to catch you at the at the wine bar. Mondos. Yeah, yeah, which was such a cool thing because it was, it felt a little bit more intimate than uh, some of the other venues. And so, like, for that art, artistic style that you have to it and the stories that tie into your music, you were able to kind of go into that a little bit. So it was a really cool experience. Yeah, that, that place was a really, um, a mile of music in general. Um, Man, that's kind of starting to turn. Like, let's be real. Let's be honest. It's turning into a controversial topic. Yeah. A lot of people uh, in the original music community community in this area, in the Fox Cities, feel isolated mm-hmm. by by this festival. I have to say, my opinion is I disagree. They they are uh, bringing music to our area. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it there, right? Yeah. Well, and uh, why, why, why be so angry? You're not included. Uh, it's okay. That's where it comes from, though. I think it it's important to find it ways. Is. I understand. To be included. Yeah. 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 I I get it. And like, as a person who's been included on almost every mile of music, I don't believe I I, I submitted my my information and I, you know, uh, for to play this year. I uh-huh. haven't heard back. I ain't mad. Right. It's okay, man. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't. I, I honestly wouldn't be mad if I had never played. Mm-hmm. What I would be is grateful that somebody and a group of people have taken the time and the diligence to turn our cover band city of 10 years ago into what it is now, which is a supportive community of original arts. And that's I, I fully agree with that. That's man. what you're seeing more of is original arts. And when I was younger, like when I first met you, Tommy, that was what kind of we had in the valley here yeah. going was like this this whole like original artist thing going on, and it was on all firing on all sorts of cylinders, and like the the um, angsty you know high school punk rock scene, the um, after yeah, right. it after was real high people. school yeah. heavy metal that like everyone was you know. What but I mean? the thing like was, this. we were all at a, a you know the age range. Yep, where. Um, it was hard to get anyone to take you seriously, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that you bring that up because now, if you look, if you look at where things have progressed to, and you can take into account our age and our growth, yeah, um, all those pieces were kind of there when when we first met, you know. And, yeah. And so it's cool to see that start to develop and grow into. Well, and that, that some of the people that came from those early scenes are the ones that are really kind of pushing, like this 
this community still to this day. Right. Um, which is cool. Like guys like Walt Hamburger, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Man, like, Walt's a good guy. like just like they're doing doing like stuff for good causes and creating, uh, creating more opportunities. Creating more opportunities and stuff. And that's so cool to see. Um definitely uh definitely love the community aspect of it all. Well, and, and I just want to circle back I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just no. want to circle back to what Chris was saying. Um <clears throat> I think um Milo Music was st- started with, you know, um, one of the intentions of, yet again, creating more opportunities um, and and changing the dynamic of the music community in this area. And uh, now I'm not downplaying Milo Music. I, I, I've, ha- you know, had fun being part of it and very much enjoy it. But I also think uh, it's important for any of the artists to not let that, to n- if they're not in- included or are not happy with their inclusion in it. I think it's important not to let that define your your art, right? No. Correct. Yeah. You you got to you got to Man, it, it's a it's a hard thing to say out loud, I guess, but you got to grow up. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, you got to you got to take your lashings and sometimes you're not including in something you want to be part of. Do you remember kindergarten? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? You remember being picked last to kickball? Um Gave it, you the same feelings. It, it, yeah, for real, man. It, it hurts your feelings. Yeah. And I'm you not just, just saying kickball wasn't for you, I, or you wanted to get better yeah. at kickball. What, yeah, I, what I'm saying is I'm not dismissing the hurt in the passion that you have on the table and yeah. that the fact that you have been ignored right. by a, a large party that you want to have respect from. Yeah. That being said, it's not that they're disrespecting you. They're not not including you on some malicious intent. Right. No. The fact is, is they have a higher quality they're looking at. Five thousand people yeah. dropping submissions. Right. Yep. And then a thousand of those are all of us who play here all the time. Yep, exactly. That so said, at some point in time we you know we, we gotta be we gotta be okay with what they they want to do with this festival because I see it like a bigger picture kind of thing, right? Um Look at the bigger picture and, it, and what it does to help the community. Exactly. That's what, yeah, my point exactly. Not right. look at, you know, the one person whose pride is affected by that. And that also being said, I think it's a good opportunity for people who feel slighted by their submissions or anything like that to go out and explore um, a lot of the other local businesses and venues that Keep open working. up. You know, that aren't necessarily on College Avenue that keep do, working. Yeah, yeah, that do create uh, so these same, spaces for that art. These same people and I, I've been including in, in, in so many of these situations and conversations, but like these same folks that might be upset and let's just make it broader, because I don't want to seem like we're talking yeah. mile of music shit. Yeah. Cause, but but like any festival I've submitted myself. I was gonna say this is the same with comedy yeah, festivals. Anywhere too. you go. It it's is. not mile of music. It's not uh, you know, whatever festival. Right. It's yeah. every festival. Sometimes you're gonna submit and not get included. Yeah. But then you'll be mad, local. right? Especially yeah. if you're local. Especially honestly. if you're local and the festival is local. Yeah. They're they want to bring, bring people in to entertain. Exactly. People can see you in this area anytime they right. want. Dude, I, I would and I would kill it in Massachusetts. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't live there. Right. Yep. And people be like, oh, this dude from Wisconsin. You know. That's and how- so that being all that being on the table, one of these things that I, I find that people tend to do, and this is a bad habit I have find in le- many of my creative friends. They poop on the parade of others. Such as a festival that, hey, so you got accepted, I didn't. Uh, that's three years later, the festival's bigger, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a more successful thing. That said, person that was all butt hurt yeah. three years ago now is included. Yeah, listen to him talk. Right. All of a sudden, that festival's the best thing right. in the world. But yeah. three years ago, they're pooping all over it, and I just, I, I kind of gotten sick of that, man. And like, I think we're all just trying, like, at the root of it, they don't mean it. 
I don't think they actually mean it. Yeah, right. They're just trying to put on the best quality show that they can. Yeah. And what does that entail? It's so hard on these people. Do you have any idea how hard it is to say no to a thousand people that have literally their entire life's passion put into an email and you got to respond to it? Yeah. Do you have to do you have to submit money when you do this? Sometimes. Okay, and that's the way the comedy realm is too. A lot of times you're submitting twenty dollars pay to play. To pay to play. Pay to play. And so there's a lot of people who will say like, Oh, they're just collecting money off the backs of like of it's, all these like it's normal. It's yeah. very normal. I mean, it's and it's, on both it's those topics, normal business. It's you don't gotta like it. No. I do wanna take this second to uh throw a shout out and nod and acknowledgement to Mile of Music for yes. Um, not only putting this area on the radars of uh, several other musicians in in the country, yeah, but also bringing a lot of those musicians beautiful, yeah, back to this area without being a part of Milo Music and and just helping, like I said, the overall arts community. Well, grow. people are starting to look at the Fox Valley, Appleton, you know what I mean, and like from all sorts of artistic realms, and they're going, "What's going on here?" You know they're what I mean? Like things starting are starting to talk to about up. us like things a second are, Nashville. Yeah. Yep. Right. No, and that's awesome. Like, that's really cool to see, like, the Midwest gain something like that. And uh, it's cool to be local to it, yeah. you know, because we're, we've watched this growing since we were kids. Right. And um, to be p- more active parts of this now yet, um, even after stepping away from some of it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but seeing that the passion is still there and it's just continued to grow and it's done nothing but expand the area, and that's exactly what Mile of Music is uh, a great example of. Yeah. Something I do want to comment on, too, just to cover all bases, because I just have respect for my other fellow musicians. Yeah. And we yeah. talked a lot about original music and all this Mile of Music stuff. I don't want to shit on my friends who play in cover bands. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I get, man, well, I, we I all get, have roots in that, I Yeah, think, you dude. Know? You know? So, like, it's like, I don't want to say, like, I'm like, yeah, fuck all those guys. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's be real you, here. You know what I mean? I do appreciate all my homies that are doing the the, the cover band thing every yeah. week. You know, you know, like, and there's something to that. Uh, but they're making just, better money than we are doing. I've had the material. opportunity and the offers. <laughs> I but just I think, yeah. with can't. your point earlier it was uh, to emphasize the legitimizing of uh, original artists. Yeah. You know, for a long time. It was a really big struggle for original artists to eat, book a show, much less get paid, much less have people appreciate it. So we could probably get the show, right? But like, what were we getting paid back in the day? Before Mile of Music, I would book a show at Copper Rock Coffee Cafe, yeah. yep. which, great spot. I'd give me 50 bucks for a couple hours of my life. I used to think that was awesome. Yeah, right. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. So Mile of Music comes around, they kind of change the fold. They change everything about how the musicians are being paid. They change all of our minds on how we should be being paid. Yeah. And they, they show a massive amount of respect. Mm-hmm. And, to the actual artists. Yeah. And so we have gone ahead and run with that yeah. in this area. And I still don't do it for money. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. at the same time, the money is now better. It, yeah. hel- it helps and you do it more often. That's for it sure. It does. Yeah, the gear gets better. Yeah, I have more incentive to do it. But like, I don't know a single musician. I don't know a person in this room that does what we do at the end of the day for the money. Right. Period. No. Right. Do we uh, hate it? No, man. Like that's that. Some people get upset. They're like, oh well, you know, you you still like the money, right? I didn't say I didn't like it, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, like right. you're trying to poop on it. Like, yeah. stop trying to poop on it. Man. Yeah, you no, know, you're, like, you're absolutely correct. I like the money. I'm just saying that's not why I showed up tonight. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, right. yep. I'll be honest. The last gig I played, I was in the car leaving. I forgot to go get paid. Oh, yeah. I had to run back inside. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I get paid for this. Yeah. And I forgot, yeah. dude, because it had been so long since I had played a show because of, you know, COVID and other things. Yeah, yeah, that, for that sure. It just happened. And uh, yeah, I just forgot because... Honestly, that that crutch and that awful burden of the COVID and that whole thing that happened and the the cancellation of a lot of shows for us musicians, it brought me back to why I did it. Yeah. You know, why I I play. I play for I play because I'll play in a room by myself with no one listening, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just for the love of it. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, you compile on top of that uh, the fact that you're getting paid, the the thrill of playing to a room full of people that really appreciate what yep, you're doing. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's, there's just so many other that. things that are of value to the entire experience. You know, that, like, yeah, man, who doesn't want to get paid to do something they love? At the same time, that's not why I started doing something I love, ever. <laughs> also not saying no to the money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, bro, bro. Right, like, you know, like some people be like, oh, you know, whatever, but like the... Well, to get paid to do what you love, like isn't that what everyone would like to do? Don't you wake up every day and go to do something you don't love and get paid? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. So why the like, fuck exactly. would I not wake up, do something I love, and get paid? Yeah. Because yeah. I wake up every day, five days a week, and do something I don't love. <laughs> Such a good point. And get paid. <laughs> and people wouldn't be like, oh, you're just doing it for money. Well, no, man. Like, like I'm doing the other thing just for money. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know the other thing that I do more? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I You know, the thing I complain passion. about. Like oh, I gotta wake up and go to work. I you don't w- hear me wake up and go, man. I gotta play a show in front of a couple hundred people tonight, yeah, or more or yeah. less. I don't really care if one person in the room hears something I have to say and hears the song and interprets it in whatever manner. Man, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what will make me forget to get my money at the right. End, yeah, dude, that's for sure. like uh, like the show um, last night in the UP that we did. Um, I had a couple come up. And uh, they told me that they had a 10-year-old daughter who um, was on the autism spectrum. For listeners that don't know, I, I have an 11-year-old daughter who's on the autism spectrum. She's, um, uh, for the most part, nonverbal, been verbalizing more lately. But um, I talk about her in my comedy routine. And this, uh, this couple came up and just was like, we, we need to talk to you. Um, and at first I was thinking I was getting like a, some type of proposal cause this guy comes up and he's like, my wife needs got to a talk hotel to you room. right now. Room yeah. We got a hotel room. Man. Like, <laughs> say, oh, man. We got lube. I've you there. The sexy like, one with oh, green hair. <laughs> <laughs> but like I get over there and they start talking about their daughter on the spectrum who's 10 years old. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. You know? And it just like, it, it really touched me. And like you say, it's those moments that really like wake you up. So this is why I do this shit. And um, I like I was almost in tears just talking to him, hearing about their story. And like I, I make a joke about like um, people always when they find out my daughter's on the autism spectrum, they ask right away. They're like, "Oh, is she like Rain Man? What's she good at? She's got to be a savant at something." And I, how do you answer that? So I'll I'll be like, "Yeah, she's really good at exposing her vagina in public." <laughs> I don't think people realize how some of, some of those statements can be so offensive, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, but you like exactly. you're used to it, right? Like, so, so like I, you're I yeah. You're not offended. You want no. like you understand, but at the same time, like, bro, yeah, that's but, offe- that's kind well, of offensive. And what was funny was like, th- th- so like, I trying to make light of that and make people realize how ridiculous it sounds so by saying <laughs> by saying something so ridiculous yeah. back. Like, hey, this is what she yeah. and like this yeah. is what she does. Like, and that couple loved it because they're like, our daughter 
we will be we'll tell her to go to the bathroom in a public place and she's already pulling her pants down before she gets to the door and i'm like same boat this is why this is where right. the joke came from you know right. like this is and it, it gains a little a little like insight to that a little a little light to the situation it's interesting to hear this story because we have talked about how um people were uh, offended for you and by you yeah. at other shows yep and it's interesting to see uh the completely drastically different effects that this of someone who actually has. is like right. dealing with it. But I think it's well, cool too yeah. because not only do you shed some light and bring awareness to it, but you kind of are able to remind people that it's okay. It's okay to laugh. To laugh about that stuff in order to yeah. in order to, to get yourself, to get through, yourself it. through it. Exactly. Yep. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Man. Right. Yeah. No. And and I, I my my daughter's a huge blessing, but I'll be the first one to say that it is a lot of work sometimes. Yeah. And like and it, to to be able to like like comedy has been a big um it, it's it's been like therapy for me. And like you say when you're in that depressed state or like you're really going through stuff and I relate so much to that like I I when Tommy when you and I first started jamming out and you suggested doing the comedy thing, yeah. I was in a very interesting part of my life right. where I had been through a bunch of stuff and was starting to pick myself back up. Yeah, and that helped so much with like I don't want to say speeding up that process. Well, yeah, but like, it, it helps gave so- me, sorting it out in oh, your head, right? Man. Like, isn't it, it wild how you, you? Well, it gives you the the power of putting it somewhere else, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like you know like I like you put it into a joke. Yep. I put it into a song and then it's there, man. Like at yeah, least at least for the moment, you. dude. You know, like yeah. let's not lie to ourselves. It's still within you and you still gotta deal with it. But for the least the fucking moment, dude, yeah. you can rid yourself and it's on the paper, dude. Yeah. And you could just I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I'll write some shit down and I just turn it over. Yeah, and just let it sit. If I turn it over, it's fucking gone for a minute. Yeah. It's yeah. on the paper, dude. Right, yeah. Not that I won't deal with it later, but for at least that moment, um, it's therapeutic enough for me to be able to digest everything yeah. a little bit yeah, easier because, like, really I good I, I separated myself from it, and let the paper lift some of that weight, yeah, and then I read it right. Like yeah. then I read it back and I go, it's almost like a different person Dude. perspective, right? Like I'm like that, that person's fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> Who's writing this shit? <laughs> this dude needs to live my life. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. dude's this dude needs to be in charge. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, yeah. like, and then I read, I'm like, yeah. wow, man, that's really insightful. And I'm like, real. And then you got to realize it's you, man. You know, yeah. like you you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you, man. I've gone through that. I've you know gone back and read things that I wrote prior, and then. You're a fucking I'm, genius. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. like, uh, like wow, some of like, Tommy's poetry. Like, <laughs> to, <laughs> to realize though that there's uh, that within you is is an, a unique a unique unique thing because you you react to it initially on the surface and then you realize, oh shit, that came from within in me. Like that's in there somewhere. So a long time ago, I like uh, I realized I was a human, and uh, I was sad. And I, you know, like I had no reason to be sad. You know, like yeah. I woke up on, I was like, I'm, man, I've been sad every fucking day. And like, dude, everything's great. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, so like, uh, I started reading about it, man. And they, you know, they, you know, depression's a real thing. And something that we'll talk about here right now is like, uh, it's directly related related to how we're like putting things on paper and it's like two different people, right? Like that mm-hmm. person's smart and like you wrote this down and you read it back and you're like, wow, that's really a, that's an educated uh, description of what I could not figure out in my own head <laughs> yeah. two seconds ago. 
Um, but one of the things that really helped me early on and like figuring out how to deal with, you know, shit thoughts and like is realizing that there are two people in your head or maybe there's three. So I read this maybe uh, this uh really really good article and maybe it really kind of changed my thoughts maybe it didn't maybe i already thought this way i don't know it hacked my brain i'll tell you that <laughs> so what this article simply said is like so you ever been driving down the road i was like yeah <laughs> fuck yeah i fucking holy shit dude are you a psychic? Are you in my head? Holy fuck! <laughs> you know, like, I've, I've been driving down a road before. What's next? You know? Like, have you ever driven past a gas station? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm like, I'm doing it currently. Um, but, like, like uh, anyway, for real. Like, so the, 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 the book says, you ever, ever driving home from a long day at work and you're kind of hungry? On your way home from work, you, it's a long day, right? So you worked an extra hour. On your way home from work, your stomach's kind of rumbling. It's an hour past when you normally would have eaten. You're, dry, you're about to drive past a gas station, right? You've got really good leftovers at home. But when you drive past the gas station, part of your brain goes, pull over, man. Get some Funyuns. <laughs> you know, get a Pepsi and some Funyuns, bro. Yeah, get one fun. of those Tornados off the Quick Trip <laughs> yeah, thing right. or whatever if they even have those. Um, but then the other part, your brain's like, no, dude, you're like 10 minutes from home. You've got leftovers, plenty of food at home. You got a beer there. You know, go home, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you stop, you're going to like you're going to eat shittier food. It's not going to be as satisfying. Yeah. So then like you're like, "No, man, stop." No, I want to go home. No. Ah, so which one is you? That's what the article in this bo- or this book had had posed. So you read this thing and it says everything I just stated to you and it says, "Which one is you?" They're both you. They just, they're neither one of them you. Oh. <laughs> right. So they end the chapter. They so end the chapter like. Christopher Nolan. They, 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 they end the chapter. Which one is you? I'm like, I, I don't fucking know. You just broke me into two people. <laughs> you know, I'm scared now and alone. And you just ended the chapter. At least they got me. Yeah, what the fuck? So then I go into the next chapter and it, it starts <laughs> off, neither one is you. You're, you're the person watching. Oh. Wow, it's, yeah, like you're the said, person watching. You I, get to make the decision on which one of those people is right. I feel like it was just watching a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> That's what yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. But like at, at the end of the day, you're just watching yourself argue with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And like I identified with that feeling so much as a as a person that has always suffered with anxiety and depression. Like it just made so much sense to me. Like I argue with myself. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, dude, come on. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Dude, it's I like, have the same thing. And then I'm like, and then I realize I'm just the dude watching, dude. I ain't got to listen to neither one of those fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> right. Change I'm this like, y'all shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> in like that day when I realized and I read that article, it didn't stick right away. But over time, that that concept has actually stuck with me. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but for me identifying that I'm the one watching and neither one of those two people arguing is me. And they're not in charge. They're not in charge, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they don't get to decide. I just listen to my mind right now. Yeah, they're (laughs) lawyers, dude. They're lawyers. I'm the judge. You know what I mean? And like, so like that whole concept, I mean, it's deep as fuck. Yeah, it is. And some people might not be able to grasp hold of that thing. But for me, it's a tool that has helped extremely. Yeah. A yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's well, that's uh, cool, and it's stuff like that that really like pushes you with to music and stuff too. 
Well, and, and having that kind of, uh, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Being able to uh, have an eye-opening experience from that kind of makes you more comfortable approaching the rest of your, uh, any mental health issues that you are dealing with, yeah. you know? Um, like picking up your artistic ability. Right. That's what becomes hard when you are depressed. Looking at that guitar and going, do I really want to play it yeah. today? Oh, yeah. Nothing but dust, man. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but dust. And it's the thing, right? Like, like, so, like, for you, it's like comedy. Like, yeah. you get that, you start the process. It's yep. very awesome. And you're feeling good as you're writing something. But then, like, but, if you're in a depressed place, you might look at it. It's like, impossible to start it. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible because you feel like you don't deserve it, right? Yeah. You don't feel like, for me anyway. I shouldn't. I, I I always try never to assume what other people's depression sure is. But for me, I look at my guitar as a thing that helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes Through when depression. I'm in that severe depression and that anxiety, I don't. I like. I have that feeling of undeserving. I yeah. do. I do not deserve to play it. Yeah. And that's like. Then that 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 bounces right back to what I just talked about. Which one of those yeah. people yeah, inside of my you. head is making it's that fucking you. call? Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. not me, dude. Yeah, for sure. So no, it's that's just the demon so within cool. yourself, yeah. and it's okay. Accept the demon. Yeah. Listen to what they have to say. You don't gotta fucking obey them. Though. No. Right, right, exactly. For sure. Pick up your guitar. Yeah. Pick up the pen. Write it down. Feel your feelings. Yeah. Don't let it own you, man. When you might like, like in the comedy realm, I might do that and try to write through like a depressed state. And I've looked at something afterwards and realized maybe I was a little bit too depressed to write a joke because this just sounds like a suicide note. <laughs> but, like, but it might be funny. <laughs> but it might be fun, dude. For real, some of that so, stuff is like where it really, you know, it creates. Like, yeah, it creates uh, the foundation of yeah. uh, you know what you're gonna, what it's eventually gonna f- come into being. No, and I, I really think that uh, it, it has helped me, like writing like certain things. Um, certain songs and even the jokes leading up to those songs, like writing about Avery, has helped me through right. a lot of depression that some of that stuff has caused. Yeah. And you know, it, to work through that and to have that outlet is, in my opinion, um, such a blessing. Like like you say, like that's where you get that you don't feel worthy because it has done so much for you. Like over the years, like picking up a guitar and playing it, like it's one it, of those things that haven't ha- hasn't failed me yet. Yeah, exactly. When I rely it's, on it, exactly. Now I I go to this camp and like that's where I first started picking up an acoustic guitar. Otherwise, I played drums and stuff. At but like really learned, like from the like the the guy that I um, Chris Jape his name is, and uh, I learned a lot off of him. Uh, he plays a lot of banjo with me now up there. We do like a little bluegrass band. Okay. We have the kids named us. We're called. Um, we are the Banana Boat Rockers. Okay. And uh, so it's fine. I've talked on the, on the air um, extensively about this. I don't want to bore our listeners over and over again. But um, just to kind of relate to that, it's so cool what he has taught me about using music to get through life. Yeah, just, I, you know what I mean? Like, to, like I do, man. <laughs> I literally couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do uh, what I do without my guitar. Yeah. Uh, so, like, honestly, it's been... Sidekick. It's always been here. You know, this guitar I have is its an Alvarez guitar. Uh, a friend of mine gave it to me. His name is Lyle. He lives in Nashville as a professional musician. He gave it to me because I had to sell my guitar a yeah. long time ago because of, you know, life, man. Yep. I can't remember why, uh, but I had to get rid of it. But he's like, I'm going to give you this guitar. You can't get rid of it. I tried, actually, to get rid of it. <laughs> Let's be real, right? Like, it's a, it's a real pile of shit, though. 
So um, <laughs> nobody would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> my first guitar is but the same way. My port. So now, yeah, yep. it's my pile of shit. But and like, I can't get rid of it, and I, I, I don't see any reason to at this point. It's been almost a decade I've had this guitar. The whole time my daughter's been alive, I've had this guitar. She decorated it. <laughs> and nice. uh Yeah, man, I just uh it's it's my sidekick. Like, you know, I'm I'm a funny dude too. I've had friends say, like, you know, try stand up comedy and every single fucking time, dude, I, I'm so envious of anyone who can I have got jokes, dude. Yeah. I do. I got some good jokes about poop and shit. You know, poop is <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. You got poop sex. You know, that's, yep. it, it, but that's like, dude, that's weak for me. Like, I'm like, I can't, I can't walk into the stand-up comedy world doing poop and sex jokes. That's fucking yeah, weak. Can. Yeah, you can. I this know you real. can. But like, I, gotta come, I gotta come in stronger than that, dude. Yeah, I know, that's what. Yeah. So but like, I, if, like I'm not. I'm just like at the same time, it frightens the fucking hell out yeah. of me. Yeah. But you don't know, feel like you have to be above it, honestly. Like, and I, I, I think that that's um like again being relatable. Yeah. Well, the, the in, thing that's made me there, feel you know? somewhat uh, like interested and at least give it maybe a shot, yeah, is your guys's community, man. Your the community Very that well I've heard me. everything there is to hear about. There's no one shitting down people's throats. People nope. bomb. They help each other. There. I mean, dude. I coming from the musical background I did. It's unfortunate that there is so much shitting on in some of that. That when I found the music, the um, like took my musical stylings. Uh, they like to call it, that's what they how they introduced the musical yeah, yeah. stylings <laughs> of Ross. I've heard that um, a lot. That's what seems to be mm -hmm. the. But um, I took my musical stylings and I brought <laughs> it to the comedy community here because I felt like just such an acceptance there. Where like when I tried to music wise, I had been in a few different things but it's it's a little bit different of a realm there um not saying that there aren't similarities because there are you're seeing the surface and that's great to see the, that on the surface right um there there, there is I'll, I'll tell you right now there is background drama but um there's Always. never you're never going to get away from that yeah, i think any and kind if of you community. stay above the drama like that is the key and that's what i i feel like the comedy like we have a good crop of people right your front-facing community yeah yeah your front-facing community yeah. is portraying a, a, a very accepting yeah. um place for people to try their craft and i i hope that that's the case i really do and that's one thing i think him starting one of the open mic at the attic is you know um yeah come on down there's, to the open cer mic there's the certain uh we'll see certain buddy. shows during the week <laughs> Uh, that refine my poop joke. <laughs> yep. There's certain venues that are like uh, maybe not as like perfect of a of a starting spot for somebody that's trying to get into it, you know. And that's what's cool about the attic is it's a good spot for somebody to start to continue working and growing on. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, I guess, just uh, beneficial tools at that, that. Yeah. That, well, that timing is everything too. So when someone's comfortable in a moment, you've given them that spot to be comfortable. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's incredible, and that, that like this kind of reminds me of something that um, a musician said, John Mayer. John Mayer was talking about Bob Dylan. Yeah. He was like, uh, "Dude, I hated Bob Dylan when I was younger." And yeah. I'm thinking, I, I was like, "Me too, man." Depends. What the fuck is wrong with this guy and everybody else yeah, for listening to him? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? But then this interview, uh, John Mayer is like, "I just wasn't ready, man." Like I went through some shit in my life, and all of a sudden, some of his lyrics really made sense to me. Yep. I don't really like his voice or his chord changes. He goes, or something along those lines, and he goes, "But suddenly, my life had made it appropriate." 
for me to enjoy this man's music. The times and, they are changing. And he jumped right yeah, wow. he jumped right into the catalog and I was like, man, I don't know how many bands or comedians for that matter that I've jumped into um later on when I hated him first. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like like dude, the Beatles didn't get it. Yeah. I, I didn't get I it at all. For me, man. Uh I kind of get it now. Yeah, I kind of get it now. You know what I mean? I'm not buying the whole box set, but right. like, yeah. I get it, dude. Those, right I get it. Like, wow, these guys were fire, oh, dude. Yeah. Like, for the Elvis art. didn't get it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Like, dude, it was 1950. Yeah, this dude was a sexy man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. killed he, it. He, he yeah. went out there and crushed it. Like, I didn't have to like it. I still don't. But I, yeah. I, at this point, I'm like, wow, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. you, yeah, you definitely appreciate uh, what they did. Uh, you don't have to uh, enjoy what they did, but you uh, definitely appreciate what they did. Well, they they, they made or a, how they did it. They paved the road for all of us, right. man. You, yeah, you would talk about the Beatles and Elvis. If you don't appreciate what they did, yeah. you need to put your guitar down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. need to stop performing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, because not only was that 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 concept. What it what it was or what it was then it, it built what we're able to do now with our freedom of talk and like in the world of stand up comedy because like I might not be a stand up comedian I'm a musician we got people like what Anthony Jeselnik saying things that are on purpose pissing people off yeah yeah literally that out of his edge lord it's his whole thing yeah I love it because it's just the envelope being pushed right. And it makes people more comfortable with other shit. You need to open your horizons, man. Yeah. And like, he, he, uh, him, Daniel Tosh, and like, dude, all the, all these guys are really just push the envelope. They just go over the top just to make you mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more upset you are, the funner they're having. Yep. Well, and, and I think it's interesting to watch somebody like that versus somebody who just gets up on stage and says offensive shit. Yeah. Is that there's uh um, there's, there's an art difference. form to what yes. Anthony is doing, dude. There's a technique to there it. There is not sure. he's not like he didn't start out doing comedy like that neither. No. Like and that's no, why not- I have to explain to like some of the people who come to like open mics and wanna be like these people. Yeah. Because they'll come and it's You fun. gotta earn it. You gotta earn it. Yep. It's definitely You can't just be a dick. Yeah, no. <laughs> you need to learn how to be professional penis. You have to be a professional penis. A professional penis first. Then this you can dude, be a dick. I mean, <laughs> I, like I, that. I watched Anthony Justinek's special on Netflix. What was uh, thoughts or something? Um, thoughts and prayers. Yep, is thoughts what and it's prayers. called. Thoughts yep. and prayers. And I'd never heard of the dude. <laughs> and of it, I was his probably biggest fan ever. Yeah, just because of the Eric Clapton joke. Yeah, <laughs> and if you if you're listening right now and you know what that joke is, because I'm not going to explain it because I mu- we might get like in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but I, it, I, I hope he's listening. Yeah, but, I, like, but give that us a jo- cease and assist and show us that listening. joke is incredible. And if you can't find humor in in the darkest of times, you're yeah. you're gonna have a harder time with the rest of your life. Daniel Sloss. Um, if you have not gotten a chance to check someone out, I haven't. I've, yeah, um, he he's on Netflix. He's got a couple Netflix specials. Daniel Sloss. Daniel Sloss. Going home tonight, watching it, man. He um he multiple times in his sets does he um he throw people off into left field, and then uh he's one that like like when we talked about people being offended for you. Yeah. He addresses that with. Oop! Here we go. So weak. I apologize. I apologize to the general public. I'm going to sign off and go home now. <laughs> that that beer opening was a, a failure. 
But yeah, so uh, <laughs> no, uh, Daniel Sloss is someone I will I will constantly suggest to anybody that um, especially if you like that type of uh, like comedy and stuff. Um, he is one that is, is just so beautiful. He talks about his sister who um, s- suffered a lot of cognitive disabilities and how they would joke her, their family would joke around about her. Mm-hmm. And even after she passed, they would joke around about going to her grave to deflower their, uh, his sister. Like that was the, the joke was they were, he were going to deflower his sister, but they were going to pull the, <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the actual <laughs> flowers, right? Like l- l- it's a literal statement. Yeah. So like, I'm sure people found a way to be upset. But oh, so yeah, it's yeah. not the thought that makes you the artist. It's, it's how his you fucking deliver sister, the y'all. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. And that's what he does. He, cause everyone like, Oh, and he goes, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you to act? Yep. And he's because he's he's uh, a little Scottish. His accent. <laughs> so he like. And so it's funny to hear him like scolding everybody. Like no, no one sounds this more. This is my sister. This is my family. Like who are no. you? And he does such a great job. And then he makes everyone feel like like shit. But then brings them right back and has them in the palm of his hand. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely it the the it's art form. It is. And yep. he's Daniel Sloss is an artist. He is one of the comedians. That my opinion, he's not getting laughs per minute like all the time. <clears throat> but he is taking a very artistic approach in opening eyes as to uh, as to th- um, there's certain things. He's got another special where he goes and he, his like big thing is he break he's broken up so many couples because of this this routine he's done and uh, like it's all about your puzzle piece and trying to are you forcing a puzzle piece to fit just because you want to finish the puzzle. Or you know, and there, it, it's stuff that hits you, and it's just definitely. Sounds, he, he sounds like a guy that, like you know, like like you were saying, he's not laughs per minute. No, but people are fucking listening. Yep. Yeah. George Carlin was that way, especially George Carlin. The people, you know, you, you know more than I do about stand up comedy. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say that. But I think that being said, you know, George Carlin is probably the most number one bombing comedian of all time. Yes, he, yep. he bombed. He did a lot. He bombed lot. fucking all the time. A lot. When he didn't, though. Yeah. He was the hit. best ever, bro. That's like, he, was, he was a good recording you know, artist. But like, if you look deep at some of his uh, the, the recordings that are out there and some of the yeah. uh, like audio and video, the dude tanked. Yeah, a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot, and like it's uncomfortable. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like dude, you'll turn that shit off faster than you turn off a video of your mom having sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. You'd be like, you're gonna watch a couple minutes of that. Yeah, it's my, you know, it's my mom, dude. <laughs> See. Oh wait, you were talking about the Carlin. Yeah, no. It's right. <laughs> but yeah, so I want to uh, watch both videos. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I haven't met your mom, but I'll, I'll watch. Is there one of Carlin with your mom? Like, is that? Dude, I don't know, but if there is, dude, I want that money. <laughs> so, uh, so we've been actually going into comedy quite a bit. Why don't we go into music? Uh, yeah, as we're um, kind of leading to wrapping up. I think here eventually. Yeah, uh, I. Um, I want to know what got you into music. Besides, I mean, you, you talked a little bit uh, about what's kept you going to music. Sure. But uh, what got you initially into music? Man, uh, so initially, uh, I don't know, life in general, dude. Uh, kind of brought you there? Yeah, so like in the 90s, like uh, I think us three sitting here are some 90s kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like music was, uh, you know. Huge thing. Huge fucking thing, yeah. you know. Pearl Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, you know, Nirvana. I mean, let's go Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Even the Grateful Dead was still kicking, yeah, dude. For and sure. 
We have like what Dr. Dre, the Chronic. You know, like oh, yeah. that was a big crossroad for music. Fucking, dude, I was listening sure. to Easy E and Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom was super concerned. Yeah, right. I don't know. She's like, "What in the actual fuck is going on here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but what about this?" And then I showed her some Marilyn Manson, and she's like, "Holy shit." <laughs> What the fuck, Antichrist superstar? <laughs> you know. Anyway, but so like for me, it was it was the rebellion, man. It was the it was the against the grain kind of concept, and the honest kind of. See, that was way better than mine, I'm dude. Sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> How can we recover, dude? <laughs> Jesus, man, I lost my poetry. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> You were, it was sounded so beautiful. It really was. Oh, you, it didn't stop you from raising the fucking glass, did it? (laughs) 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 Worth it, dude. Worth it. Uh, No, but like timing right there. No, I mean, (laughs) I can't, I can't knock you for it. (laughs) No, no, but no, in reality, man, it was the rebellion. It was the, uh, the honesty and just the, uh, let's be real, man. We love the attention. Yeah. Narcissists. I always say, (laughs) I'm a narcissist. Healthy. (laughs) Yeah, narcissism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a right. self-aware narcissist so, like, that no. tries to keep it in check, but there, there is narcissism that is extremely toxic, mm-hmm. and then there is yeah. narcissism that can help you as a human. Yep, it's a fine line. Yeah, uh, I've been you. on both sides of it. I yeah. happen to be on the better side of it uh, now. Mm-hmm. It took me 38 years of my life. <laughs> 37. I'm 38 now, so we'll give my uh, last year credit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, goddamn narcissist, you know, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> but like, dude, you, we love the attention. We love to play. I love, I love people like listening to it. Yeah. Yep. So why do I love people listening to it? I just love people realizing that my feelings were uh, valid. Yep, mm-hmm. validation. Honestly, that's why it it's, it's from cool strangers, also. but still, it's rewarding someone. to see. But that. all of a sudden, they're not a fucking <laughs> stranger, val- right? Oh, like right. all of a sudden, it's you like you now become friends. Yeah, You're now connected. Somehow. They're like, "Hey, my name's John." I'm like, "Well, that's a really shitty name." But like, <laughs> your mom didn't like you a lot, but I really do like you a lot, <laughs> and, and we'll call you like you know. Frankenfurter. There you go. Because that's a way funner name than John, <laughs> and I like you more than your mom, but like. Those those moments for me are like honestly those are the moments when someone recognizes just a little bit of the feeling and that yeah. emotion that I put into a song that I maybe wrote in my underwear on my couch. Yep. With a handful of tears and you know whatever man like a broken yeah. heart and just enough motivation to squeak out the song. Just enough motivation to realize that if I write a song about this, maybe I pull my head out and maybe I can wake up in the morning. And maybe I can deal with this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, I, that's may, legit. Maybe man. I can yeah. get. Maybe I can get through it. You know. And then it turned out I wasn't wrong. Yeah. And it turned out that if anybody has a pen, if anybody has a piece of paper, if anybody has a brain and some thoughts they want to think through, you don't even need to write them down. Just start thinking about them. Start processing that feeling, mm-hmm. that emotion. Deal with it. Don't put it away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And oh, I, don't yeah. put it away. I mean, from the other side of it, as a listener of music, it's cool because. You feel like the artist is validating your thoughts, you know. So it's, it's kind of like that uh, reciprocation. You yeah. Know? So for me, like the song "Black" by Pearl Jam, and uh, it has its own meaning. For 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 me though, it's like this dude all of a sudden like recognizes how lonely and dark my life was. I didn't feel so yeah. alone anymore. Yeah. Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like fucking twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Who do you talk to about like some real big grown up shit when yeah. you're twelve? Because yeah. you you're, don't you're, think grown ups are going to take you seriously. They have yep. up till now. Right. They, it's and just starting to become a thing. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, like it's becoming a thing. I listen to my eleven year old daughter, uh, almost eleven year old daughter, and I listen to everything she has to say. Yep. And like you know, whatever it is, we talk about it like adults. Yeah. I, I don't treat my kid like a kid all the time. No. I treat her like a kid when she needs to be treated like a kid. Yep. Yeah. There are moments when she needs to be treated like a grown-up and accepted as, how, a, as a person with real emotions. That's how you learn how to be an adult. For real. Honestly. Yeah. It's yeah. By, and it, it, it's so like so common for people to like, oh, you, you treat your kids this way. And this is how you talk to your children, you know. And it, there's a very there's this belief out there that um, back to that whole uh, no eye contact, yeah. no eye contact. You know what I mean? Kind kind of a, a yeah, mentality I mean, it's a, it's of like, back in the way yeah. back days Run where off, kids didn't exactly. make eye contact. So yeah. no, uh, you have your, to hug. Your yeah, parents, you have to kiss them. You know, yeah. these standards. And I get the hug and the personal contact stuff, but at the same time, if if someone goes out of their way to say I don't wanna. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah no, you I don't care what it balance. is, man. It's I don't care cool. how old they are. Yeah. I, like, it's if cool you too. across the table right now said, "I don't want to shake your hand," at the end of this, I'd be like, w- "I wouldn't be mad." Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> this shit would not change my night. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. hand, dude. You know yeah. That being said, if you don't shake my hand, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna go back home and cry just a little bit. Cry myself to fucking sleep tonight. So, speaking of crying ourselves to sleep, sing us a little ditty. Right on. So, like, yeah, I got a song. Um, first, let's uh, real quick. By the time this airs, uh, Channel Five. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah by the time oh, by the time this yeah. airs, um, you you guys can catch me on the uh, local uh, uh, Five Live page, which is uh, you know Channel Five in Green Bay, mm-hmm. uh, WFRV, and uh, you can check out the link that will be posted on your guys's page by that time, I assume. Yep. And uh, check out the performance I'm going to be doing on this Friday. Um, also, it, are you doing the morning? Like I'm doing the morning show, so it starts at 9 a.m. Oh, okay, that's um, good. You don't have to be there at like 4:30 in the morning. Yeah, I'm you sure. know what I'm saying? Like you know, so like like arrive between 7:30, <laughs> but we're not on till nine. <laughs> and they're like, whatever, man. Like, you can sleep in the studio. Just be here. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, to be quite honest, as a musician, as a very uh, extroverted introvert. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. like totally awesome and like loving the idea of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Also the not. Doing also it. not. <laughs> also like no. So uh, uh, the song I'm gonna play for you is just uh, a song I wrote for my uh, uh, I wrote for friends and I wrote for my daughter and it's about like uh, a child kind of getting old enough, right at that precipice of being old enough to realize memories, but also maybe not. So like the song is about. My daughter when she was six. It's also about my friend who has cancer and her daughters and her children were young. And I thought about this and she asked me to write her a song. And I wrote this song and it's about because I don't remember being six. Do you you guys remember being six years old? Like hardly, right? Hardly, hardly, right? Maybe like like, one or two specific moments. As a father, I remember six years of this girl's life being a huge moment. That yeah. being said, I don't remember being sick, so I had this kind of thought between my friend and her situation in my life and being like, man, what if what if she died, dude? Her kids are even going to remember her? What if my what if I died? Mm-hmm. Would my daughter remember this the, the 5 6 years of shit I've put in? Yeah. No. No. Probably not, dude. Yeah. 
reality. And so I wrote this song, and it's called One Day I'll Go. And we'll uh, we'll play this and maybe make a funny joke because it's a super fucking sad song, That's y'all. Right. <laughs> All right, this one's called One Day I'll Go. For a long time now, oh, 
There you go. Wow. That was beautiful, man. Thank you, man. Seriously, yeah, like that's that something you, you feel in the soul. But that, yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a deep one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, that that song's not an accident. My my but she, uh, my daughter came out of the room when I wrote the riff and was like, "What is that?" <laughs> She's like, "That's good. Uh, go ahead and write some with that." And I was like, "Okay." And I wrote down some words and it, it just worked, man. It's a yeah, yeah. So that that uh, that's gonna be a song that's a it's in the studio. I already did it. Awesome. It's done. So like it's something gonna be a, releasing. It's soon? gonna be okay. yeah. We're just recording cello next. It's just gonna be an acoustic number Ooh, with just uh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just very cool. Just yeah. just guitar and cello in my voice. Oh, yeah. I, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, the cello. I yeah. can't wait to hear it. Like, that's not, that's thank not you for so giving us that like live rendition here in the studio. Of course. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was, um, it's it was it's really I don't know. That was powerful. It yeah. Was really thanks, cool man. To, thank you guys to feel that and, re and relate. You know, sometimes it's hard to. Uh, Connect with things like that. When well, it's you're like we did people. like an hour-long intro to the song. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <I'm> <laughs> yeah, it's like, so like, it, honestly, like, I, I feel like, uh, what, what better way to go from there? Just to hear more about this album and kind of. Real quick, I up. do want to touch. Um, uh, so you do have uh, a show coming up. Yes, sir. Uh, it's gonna be. It's going to be after this airs. So. That's right. So April 25th at uh, Appleton Beer Factory. I'm going to be opening for the Pine Travelers, which is a, an amazing original band out of Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, there is a cover charge of 10 bucks. Uh, totally fucking worth it. Yeah. It, pony up to 10 bucks, man. And uh, so I start at 8. I play from 8 till 9. Okay. Um, be playing all original music, so will they. Um, yeah, get out there, man. Like They're a really, really great band, and... Uh, Shit, man! You know, music's starting to come back a little bit more, and uh, right, yeah. it's good to see get get back to our original form that we were at like three years ago. Yeah, and so it's it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to to getting out there and hanging with my homies and well, you know playing some tunes. One thing we're working towards, and as of right now, we're putting on comedy shows, um, and we're, we're, we we want to start working towards getting um, some musical shows as well out there. Sure. And uh, speaking of which, just to touch on something we have coming up we have on uh, april 23rd which is a saturday we have the attic um there's going to be a showcase there um alex morris will be the host uh mitchell lee is going to have a guest spot on that one aaron clark um will be here uh, as long as as well as nathan metz and headlining for the night is uh ben warren who actually comes from colorado he lives in the area now um he's an amazing comedian that like covers family and um, covers some of the uh, the living out there in Colorado uh, in the uh, in the high mountains. Um, oh, nice! Right on. Yeah, um, um, relating with those mountains and the being high. <laughs> <laughs> Double, <laughs> do, yeah. Doubling down on what you were saying, um, we also have a show April twenty third at the train station, nice. Cave Paintings, and um, uh, they'll be with Elmer Gluskin and Holly and the Nice Lions. Awesome. Doors at six. Show starts at seven. Yeah, so I mean, it definitely, like you were saying, uh, a lot more stuff coming back, and it's it feels nice to create to create to have the outlet, but to also support and feel things like we just shared together. Right here, on, you know? yeah. I'll tell you what. After all this weird uh, shutdown stuff, I think a lot of us forgot uh, how much we appreciated this environment yeah. that we get to do our craft in. Yeah, yeah. and it was a. Uh, you know, I, not that I lost all of it of the the, the appreciation, I lost some of it. Yeah. I, I got 
I got kind of violently reminded, like many of us did, yeah, you know, that we're being kind of assholes to our own craft. Yeah, and this this whole situation of the new world order that we're living in now has, has shown me, like, hey, man, I'm, we, not me, we, are lucky as fuck mm-hmm. to get to do what we do to anyone who gives a fuck to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah for and, sure. And uh, I kind of lost sight of that for a minute. You know, yeah. I was like, shit, there's only one person here. Yeah, it's easy. You to know what? That one person came up to me afterwards. Yeah. And said, dude, that song meant something to me. Yeah. And now I, I don't think I'll ever lose sight of that again. Good. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Good. And I hope that's I hope awesome. hope the rest of my homies feel that. You know? Yeah, that's good. Very cool. No, so uh, where where can we check out more of your stuff? This album coming out? Yeah, this- man. So like, uh, lo- local radio stations right now are, are are really having my back. So like, you can check me out on. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the local like actual station. So like one hundred five seven, the Rock and Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they'll play my music on the homegrown uh, uh, show. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, homebrewed. Cool. I mean to say. Um, and then ninety one one, the Avenue, mm-hmm. which is an amazing radio group that uh, supports the local. Yeah, uh, mo- uh, local music community as well as play some of the really obscure hits. Yeah, they do from yeah, some some sure. amazing people. Like you, you like uh, you like you like Dire Straits. All of a sudden, you'll hear a song you never heard from them, <laughs> and you'll be like, "What?" <laughs> so they're really awesome too. But then I also want to plug Fox City's uh, uh, radio. Uh, they're an online radio station that plays all of my music as well. That's awesome. Uh, that being said, you know, like I am a rather reclusive musician. I do this for fun. Not for money. Yeah. Yeah. And as we've talked about in the beginning, I'm not going to say no to the money, but I also don't go out of my way to, you know, you want to see me, you got to come see me, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, it's like I, I, I do this for fun, man. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, I really want people to come and see that. And, you know, you can see me on uh, this summer, hopefully all over the place. You yeah, know, if you if you really dig if you really dig it and want to know the exact place to go, let, let's uh, Facebook.com slash Chris Jordan Music, spell Jordan, J-O-U-R-D-A-N, and you can find any dates and places I'll be playing right on there. And I'm sure, like, music updates, like uh, album or, your, you know, any the, of that stuff. The album's definitely going to come out. The EP is going to come out this summer. Okay. I've got five songs, um, two that nobody's ever heard three that are out there and uh it's definitely coming this summer and it'll be my first actual release as a you know musician nice but like you got to understand like as we talked about this whole time you know people like us and people like me this is really hard yeah. for for me to yeah. actually follow through with yeah. things yeah. Sure. it's really difficult so like you know like five songs took me five years yeah um but life is hard, man. And like you know, if anyone's listening, they feel like they can't get some shit done because it's taking too long. You tell that person inside you to shut the fuck up. You're in charge. You're oh, not yeah. one of the two people. You're yeah. the third person. You get to decide. You're the, the driver. You're, You're the, the driver, driver, man. Just watching. Awesome. I like that. So you know, you uh, able to play us one more? Yeah, I can play, play you guys another play, one. Play yeah, us well, out. Uh, play us out, and then uh, we'll say goodbye to you, lovely folks. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Seriously, this has and, been uh, uh, a pleasant to the ear. I'm yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate it. Oh, of course, dude. I love doing stuff like this. No one can see me on uh, camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? I- I'm way better looking on voice. <laughs> Face for radio. All right. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Hope you guys well, enjoy this. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Uh, this song right here is, uh, I guess, the song that everybody gives a shit about. Uh, that being said, I hate it. Uh, let's play it, though. <laughs> let's play it. This one's called Downtown, man. Thank you.
I'm an old Don't wanna be an old As I hold On to you so tightly As it storms Rain came down Cliches fade out I'll be missing you Downtown In my hometown Scratch the surface It's the end Want me You should tell me What's been going on In your head Yeah Time to go as I walk you to my door. Sun shows that this night was young, but now it's old. Bid you farewell. Bet you can't tell. I'll be missing you downtown in my hometown. Scratch the surface. It's Tell me what's 
That was beautiful. Yeah, thank you very awesome. much, listeners. Yeah, for thanks for listening. Out. Thanks, Chris, thank for you. being yeah, here, man. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Uh, this is beautiful. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yep, hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will back for another one soon. See you later. Later. No such thing no as such art. Thing is no art. Thing is art. No 